0: Biscay, I can at least walk through and be like, at least we went for the guy that we wanted, that's fine. Mitch is a quarterback that we never wanted. You know, you saw... You like,
1: guys before the show, a lot of people like this one as well. That's the one! That's the one!
2: <laughs> Send the this guy, guy, like, guy, John, you my man! You my man! I love this one! This one's a keeper. I don't care about anybody else, I can remove my team, that's a keeper.
0: Jaleigh, Go this ahead,
2: Go and <laughs> the guy, if he brought, if, literally, if my sister brought him home, I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but he but seems like, so sweet at the same oh, time. Oh, he does. his glasses. Mean, with his glasses, again. Yeah. Glasses, I get yeah. It. And he's getting paid the highest out of all the quarterbacks. So sit down, Nick Foles. I am so
1: sick of this guy. I'm Who sick of it? him. Get rid of him. Trade him. Do whatever you have to do.
2: Corey, we're yeah. you about to in <laughs> the moment. <laughs>
0: this is where I break all the stuff stories, folks. This is. There's not one of these other outlets that you're paying for. You're paying for the trip. You're paying for the Athletic. You're not paying for the Irish Bear Show, and you're getting the scoops. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to remain professional. You compose yourself here, for God's sake. <laughs> this. Uh, this whole show is getting deleted, guys. Just so you <laughs> no, know. it's not. <laughs> it's never going to be on.
1: Welcome back to the Irish Bear Show. This is a special <laughs> episode we weren't planning on this but the bears just decided to kind of let this kind of go out just before we're finished work we have a show later on today but it would be remiss if we didn't come on and, and kind of talk about the breaking news and look we spoke about all of these candidates we kind of thought that it was it was looking like it was going to be Dan Quinn there was talk about Jim Caldwell Everything went quiet on my eberflus, and I'm glad I got that right the first time saying it. But <laughs> <laughs> like, it's been it's been crazy. Tony, what's your reaction from just seeing this today? Because I think it caught a lot of people off guard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it did. Uh, we we kind of spoke about it extensively, you know, yesterday how you know we were dank when dank when dank when. That's all we were kind of concentrating on, and everyone forgot about my eberflus, and here we are, you know. And as you say, like middle of the day finishing up work i'm just trying to eat some some dinner there and i was like no when you come on when you talk about this when you talk about this? this is huge like i'm excited i'm stunned i'm excited as well but um i'm looking forward to kind of breaking things down and and kind of getting to know matt eberflus but first thing i've got to say is give this man a chance give him a chance don't react too negatively give the guy a chance he's he's earned these stripes to get here
1: yeah absolutely guys there's a bunch of over Elf- on twitter watching so make sure you come over onto youtube so we can see some of your comments and your opinions because i know there's been a lot of opinions on this and yeah tony i think that's the what my main thing was my first reaction was people need to like calm down and give the guy a little bit of time because that's the that's the thing we don't know how this is gonna react like anything can happen here like anthony's here joining us again we're all doing this just as we all finish work coming to you guys, getting you guys the our kind of fresh opinion from everything. Like at the end of the day, I think it's one of those where you just have to you just have to see how it goes. Nobody knows how these coaching ones go. You have your favorites, not always your favorites are the ones that actually be successful. Right. Like yeah. I go back to a couple of people who were actually pointing it out right that I think everybody loved the Matt Nagy hire when it first happened. And look at that ended out. We look at Matt Iberflus here and while he's not that sexy name, he's gone through different kind of teams, different philosophies. He's gone through you look at even Rod Marinelli, you look at the idea of kind of Lovey Smith and that Tampa Two defense that's probably gonna come back. It's personally, while it may not be that kind of flashy hire, it actually might be the hire that the Bears needed to make.
0: Yeah hundred percent. And I think as well, like, you know, fair enough, the, the whole thing is he's a first time head coach. We all said we wanted someone with head coaching experience, but you know, you've got to start somewhere as they say, but the guy has got uh, a, a really, really strong background. He's very organized by all accounts. Anybody's very organized. Uh, he's a disciplined guy, detailed. Um, and he has done wonders for that Colts defense since taking over in 2018. Um, you know you look at the work he's done with the linebackers as well there look at darius leonard uh we GJ stankovich on here last week talking about that situation and um you know you've seen what he's done for him just imagine what he can do for roquan smith to kind of take him to the next level um there are possibly going to be changes in the way that we do things he's primarily runs a 4-3 defense so things kind of might move around a wee bit but you know at the same time you keep in mind that we're you're only in your kind of base package a certain percentage of the time anyway and you're always kind of mixing around. So whether it has a big an impact or not, I don't know. But I think it's from a defensive point of view, I think it's very, very positive. I think the big question everyone's lips at the moment is who is he going to bring in as the offensive coordinator? That is going to be the big thing.
1: Yeah, that obviously whenever this came in, I think that's what the question everybody was asking was who's going to be the offensive coordinator? And know there's I think Ian Rappaport put out a name, but didn't read. It's more of like a suggestion rather than this is someone that the Bears are targeting. Anthony, when when you saw this coming out, what was your first reaction when seeing Ibrahimos? Because we've spoken about it, but we didn't really put a lot of credence into it recently because the links between Ibrahimos and the Bears kind of went quiet, even though he was having an interview yesterday. Yeah, I think
2: that's the point. It It was a little bit, a little bit. My first reaction was, oh, that's a bit surprising um, because I think everyone had, had Dan Quinn down and everyone was looking at that. And, but if you, if you really read this guy, first of all, let's start with this. Bears fans, let's just relax. Let's just calm down the guy isn't even in the door yet. Let's just give him a chance to have a look at some of his drafts. Like, let's, let's see what, what team you can put around him. And then we go from there because it's not just about the offensive, offensive side of the ball because I'm sick and tired of having the head coaches, oh, he's a defensive head coach and he's going to be the defensive... He's not. He's going to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He's going to bring in a uh, defensive coordinator, bring in a defensive coordinator's schemes, and he's going to get an offensive side as, side as well. He must have sold something. The biggest question I want is to, to make sure that this was Ryan Poles' call. If it was Ryan Poles' call, then that's what we got to go with, and that's the decision that we're going to be looking at and make. If it's not, and it was forced on him, which it doesn't look like it was, to be fair, then we're in a different conversation. I, I, like, I like the fact that this guy could be coming through. Would I have liked a more experienced coach? Of course I would have. That doesn't mean that this guy isn't a good opportunity to become a head coach. There's a reason why he's been picked. There's a reason why he's in the last three with two very experienced candidates. So I'm, I'm, I am personally looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. I still keep the positivity around, even though we have Ryan and Matt as our general manager and head, co- head coach combo again for another year. I'm still actually still optimistic as what they're going to be because... I just don't think it's as bad as people think it is. And I think people are being very typical on Chicago Bears. First reaction is, that's terrible. We're a terrible organization. Let's just relax and breathe for a couple of minutes.
0: Listen, by the law of averages, we have to get a Ryan and Matt combination right eventually. So this could be it. You know, second time lucky. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's
1: one of those that... I think we've spoken about it overall throughout this process. that There wasn't that one name that you're like, this is absolutely dead on. Everybody should be going for this guy. Like, there was definitely question marks over everybody. Like, even the offensive guys that people are talking about in terms of Byron Leftwich and Brian Dayball, you'd be like, well, what are they going to do on defense? They've never controlled the team before. They've never really... Like, Leftwich has been an offensive coordinator for what? This is his third season now or second season? When you have Brady, it's a little bit easier there as well. Brian Dayball, obviously, there was questions because it's, is it him or is it Josh Allen? You look at Ibra and you kind of see what he's been able to do for that Colts defense and really put in a a culture of accountability. And that's something that the Bears have been missing for a very long time. And one of the first messages, I think, in our group chat, I said when when he got hired, I'm like, I wouldn't like to be Eddie Jackson right now. Because if you the one thing that JJ Stankovic told us was that if you miss tackles, that you're not going to play for Matt Ibraflus. And that's a really, really interesting one. It's going to be interesting to hear what both Poles and Iberflus will say in the press conference, which I assume will be probably on Monday. Um, because I doubt they're going to try and rush this in tomorrow. Because I would say over the next few days, they're going to be working on this coaching staff. It's... But look, it is one of those, I'll, we will get to some of your guys' questions as well. Um, Tony, look, the obvious one here is...
2: Sorry, before pump, you go any, yeah. any further, can I interrupt you? Because this is one thing that is really annoying me. Thanks very much, Richard, for asking the question. But it's just something that's been wrecking in my head when people go on about. We mentioned it last night in the show, and also Jeff mentioned in the show on Tuesday. Why are people convinced that Poles' interview is completely separate to, to the head coach conversations. They're merged together, folks. When people were talking to Polls, when we were interviewing general managers, we would ask the general manager who our head coach is. We would decide that Polls was our man because that's what it seems like it was. We would then use that as the three, as who our three head coaching questions would be. And as such, it doesn't matter whether we interviewed them at the start. It was getting them into the process so that when Polls came in, he could interview those three and they were ready to go. Also, it was letting I'm going to call him Not Bald Matt because I'm not going to pronounce his name properly. So Not Bald Matt was already in the conversation, so he was aware that the bears were looking and interested. That's the that's the that's the merge together. Just because Ted was interviewing him first, or just because George interviewed him first, is borderline irrelevant to me. Sorry, it's that's head exercise. Thanks no, for the but, question, Metric. By the way, thanks for the comment.
1: No, but it, it it is true because it's one of the one it's one of the things that people keep coming up and. What I don't understand is all these head coaches would have said who they liked. The Bears, if they were planning on hiring a certain amount of GMs, they would have gotten coaches that kind of fit what their lists were. And that's where they come up with these at end of lists. And then at the end of the day, if Eberflu or sorry, if Poles goes in and doesn't like Eberflu he's not going to hire him. He was the only one doing that interview, right? It's the same thing as if, it was with Dan Quinn or if it was with Jim Caldwell because the rumors were that if it was up to George and if it was up to Bill Polian, Jim Caldwell would be the head coach. If it was up to Ted and other people, it would be Dan Quinn. So the fact that he's come off and he's come with Iberflues, it shows that he's actually made this decision for himself. And it does, it makes sense. You're getting a guy that can be this overall arching guy on on the team he'll probably bring in a pretty good defensive coordinator because he has a lot of good links there already because he's been at many different spots he's worked with guys that have worked under the likes of rod marinelli that's been here in chicago before like i feel like it's one of those that we do have to give this time because you look at it even for buffalo i know a lot so many people have been pissed off it's not an offensive guy Buffalo brought in Sean McDermott and it completely changed their culture, right? You get good players on offense, and you get a good offensive coordinator, a good quarterback coach, you can make it work on offense. Obviously, that's going to be a big question mark that's coming in over these next couple of days because we don't know who the offensive coordinator is. Like, I know a lot of people want to say about kind of Ian Rappaport mentioned the passing coordinator from uh, Philadelphia, right? But again, it's not like he said the Bears are interested in it. He said that's one name to look at because there's been a bit of a, I think that there was some sort of connection between the two, but that doesn't mean that they won't go after others. Like if you really want to make it obvious, one of the guys we've been talking about, Pep Hamilton for so long, was with the Indianapolis Colts. So like there are other options out there. I don't think we know even close to what's happening. I would love to be able to like, get a better idea of what this staff is. The one thing I would say is I highly doubt that Ibrafus gets this job if he doesn't have a really good idea of what he wants on offense because you have to be able to build around Justin Fields. That's the main thing. Like The one thing that I think is actually really interesting on this as well is one thing that you mentioned, Tony, that this defense is going to change. Right, it's not going to be that same kind of three-four defense. Even though we, like we've said before, it's not a base defense the entire time, right? Thirty percent of the time you're really in your base defense. The rest of the time there's you're kind of you're in your nickel packages and all that sort of stuff. So it will be interesting. But you can kind of look at certain players. and You're like, hmm, I don't know if they're going to fit this defense now. But it goes to that point of we're saying we actually need to revamp that defense and put more of the money and stuff into the offense and this is a way to actually do it if you're changing your system a little bit you get guys that fit that system like it's no surprise Keem Hicks isn't going to be here because he's out of contract but all Nichols most likely won't be here we don't know if Eddie Goldman's going to be here so you could be completely changing what type of front that you actually have and the one thing that I like is not so much what his defense is but the mentality that he has on defense And what he expects from his team. And that's something that you can look at is the fact that you, we saw it with Jay when he, when JJ was on the show, where he was able to basically make Darius Leonard into a Charles Tillman style middle linebacker. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, I'd say Rokan Smith can't wait to be in this. Like, Robert Quinn is probably delighted because he gets to be in that. He doesn't have to be. Kind of where he is now in the outside linebacker role he can get back into the defensive end position it will be an interesting one with Khalil Mack, um, I know a couple of guys have mentioned it but again it, it, this comes to the point of at the end of the day it, it is what it is we have it's a different might be a bit different system but it's kind of the same sort of philosophies that he has so yeah. look I'm going to give it to you just to kind of talk a little bit about him, and then we'll talk a little bit about potential offensive kind of coordinators or quarterback coaches that may come in.
0: Yeah. I think firstly, just you're talking about maybe changing the defense and all this kind of stuff and whether or not players will fit in the players that we're talking about in the linebacker position, which, which will be where the, the main changes are linebacker and um, D-line kind of thing. And um, that's going to be, we've got players there who are, um, you know, excellent superstar players. Khalil Mack will have no problem with putting yeah. his hand in the dirt and playing up front there versus playing slightly further outside and standing up. You know, he, he's played that. I'm pretty sure he played that in the, um, Oakland. Um, I sure they had a 4-3 defense at some point as well. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm I'm getting that wrong. But either way, I mean, these guys are not going to struggle to adapt to any new situation. But the, the thing that I really like, and I've mentioned it already about about Iberflus, um is that... Um, he has a lot of experience. The people were looking at the situation and going, Dan Quinn's a guy that I want because he's been around for a while and he's done this, that, and the next thing. And he has, and you know, I, I would have been delighted if he came. But Iberflus is actually the same age as Dan Quinn. They're both 51 years old. Iberflus mm-hmm. um, has been a, a coach uh, between college and the NFL since the early 90s. So he's he's been doing this gig for a very, very long time. And he said himself, his main goal was to become a head coach. Everything he's been doing since he started coaching back in the 90s has been leading to this point. And where Dan Quinn has got his opportunity to do it, Ibra uh, hasn't got the opportunity to before, and now now has his chance to do it. So we've got to kind of get 100% behind this guy um, and, and you know, give it all we can. One of the interesting things that I, f- I found as well is all the kind of connections that seem to be appearing. So Poles, Ryan Poles has got a connection with Ibra through Chris Ballard, from when they were in KC. So um, obviously Ballard, Ballard's now obviously the Colts. Um, so I'm pretty sure that when he was doing his homework and this is partly to counteract the, the um, people that are saying that this was a Bears decision versus a, a Poles decision. Um, he would have done his research. He knows these people, he's been in this situation and we know that Polls had the final decision on this anyway. Um, another interesting uh, link was that um, Eberflus and Poles actually have the same agent um but uh another one who also has the same agent i seen it on twitter i think it may have been adam Jans that, that put it out was is joe brady as well so that could be another potential uh, option uh, offensive coordinator yeah um, i was actually
1: just i was actually just thinking about this because i i noticed that as well and you think of if you had a staff of joe brady coming in as your offensive coordinator and we've mentioned it on the show already a former bears defensive coordinator rod Marinelli could yeah. be a, a possibility to come in as well because of him they they work so well together look i also think that you'll probably have poles kind of putting in some detail in certain guys like if poles was a big fan of kafka which it sounds like because that's where all these rumors came from right yeah. it's saying that he was he was one that he was interested in if you have like a kafka joe brady or even like you two guys that come in you sell them on. It doesn't matter if you're the offensive coordinator, or the quarterbacks coach, you can get hired as a head coach if we have success here. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think he needs to be selling. And the one thing that I want to urge people is like, don't just freak out because he's a defensive guy, because often the defensive guys are one really good for young quarterbacks because they can teach young quarterbacks how you beat certain defenses. Right. Mm-hmm. All you need now is you get a good play caller on offense. And Sometimes we said it's, it's actually a better way to go about it because I know everybody wants this offensive guy. The problem is if you make that offensive head coaching hire and the offensive head coaching hire is not the right one, you're stuck in that system.
0: Yeah. And, and keep this keep this in mind as well, though, Kieran, is if you've got the, the Chicago... And I've seen this somewhere else as well. The Chicago Bears' uh, offensive coordinator position is going to be very attractive um, for a couple of different reasons. Firstly, because... Um, you know that Iberflus is going to give whoever comes in to be the coordinator full autonomy on that offensive side of the ball. This is going to be your gig. I'm I'm the head coach, but I'm not an offensive guy. So you come in and do your thing, similar to the way that um, Brian Dayball is doing uh, the Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that, that's the first big attraction. But the second big attraction, and let's not forget, this is Justin Fields. Offensive coordinators are going to want to work with Justin Fields. They're going to go want to work in a situation where there's a rebuild going on in terms of the offensive side of the ball, and they can implement what they want to do without any sort of major outside influence in terms of the way that's delivered. Um, One thing I did want to mention as well, which I thought um, is really a testament to uh, Matt Eberfluss as well, is if you remember back when uh, he was hired by Indianapolis, um, he was hired by Josh McDaniels, who then decided to change his mind and left. And Frank Wright wasn't brought in until after Eberflus was was actually hired. But Frank Wright said, you know what, I'm going to keep this guy in here. That's a testament to the sort of coach and the sort of man he, he is, that he's going to come in here and says, I, I can see who you've hired, and I'm 100% on board with that. And it's a similar situation to when Matt Nagy came in here, and um, Vic Rangio was there. He's like, no, that guy is a guy that I'm going to keep here. He's a guy who can lead my defense and do a job and I, I can leave that to him. So there's no question in my mind over the, the credentials in terms of him being a coach and him being a leader of men and being able to you know, be effective in that role as well. So I think that's something to that keep in mind that he does bring a bit of clout with him and a bit of respect. Um And I think that'll have a knock on effect in terms of the assistant coaches that he brings in to, to help him along.
1: No, I completely agree. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, there is there's so much to kind of think about when we look at this because i I just kind of look at the defensive guys you can bring in the offensive guys and there's a clean slate here and the one thing I like about him is that he's earned this way going up. this isn't like this is just this coordinator the bears have decided to hire there's a reason why he's been a finalist at other places like Jacksonville were trying to bring him in for another interview he's been kind of up there like you said when you were brought in as a head or as a defensive coordinator and the head coach decides not to come and a new guy comes in and frank Reich, who as jj stankovitz told us does not take his coordinators lightly so he wants exactly the way he wants to do things and the fact that even with that he stayed on and we saw the success of those defenses like one thing that we've said about this defense is it's really good in terms of pass rush all that sort of stuff we're not getting enough takeaways it's one thing that he has absolutely demanded from his team to do that and look there's been a lot of kind of i've been kind of reading through a lot of the tweets on on twitter mainly from kind of ex-players and stuff you've lance briggs you have charles tillman all saying hire either rod marinelli or lovey smith as defensive coordinator how that would be such an interesting turnaround if that were to happen like it's it is one of those that i think it's going to be quite enjoyable going forward where like i understand there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be angry and mad at this and you have your kind of me head fans being like this is a terrible hire it's the same thing again first time head coach this is so typical bears but at the end of the day like majority of coaches are getting hired to get fired right so you yeah. have to ho- everything has to work in the right situation but like this happens all the time where the guy that doesn't have the sexiest of names when he comes in actually is the right head coach to be brought in and yeah. the one thing that you can say is this guy is a leader his players trust him his players really really like him and i think that's something that you have to take into account like we like we'll we'll talk a little bit about here for the last kind of five or six minutes just about kind of the offensive names that I guess we would like to see be linked to it because obviously the biggest thing once all this head coaching stuff kind of settles down a little bit it all comes to Justin Fields and trying to get that right um so with with that in mind I think obviously this Offensive coordinator position is probably going to be the most important hire that he's going to make, along with the offensive line coach. So, with all that, what do you want to see from over the next couple of days? I guess some of the rumors that will come up. What do you want to see the Bears try to do in terms of those offensive coaching staff hires?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think again, it's, it's one of these situations where I, I mean, I would imagine that has came in and in the interview, he's said, this is the guy that I want to hire as offensive coordinator, Um, you know, or this is my backup plan this is plan C. So he'll already know, or he should already know who he wants to bring in. Now, I'm not going to say that that wouldn't be influenced if someone else suggests someone, he goes, well, actually, you know, that may be an idea. So I just want them to kind of cast the, the net wide and make sure that they're not just bringing someone in just for the sake of bringing someone in who he's pals with or he's worked with before, you know, rather than, you know, taking the chance and reaching out to someone um, a bit different. But, I mean, there's the names that you, you could look at. Obviously, we talked about Joe Brady as being an option. Um, you know, you could even look at someone like Ken Dorsey, uh, Pep Hamilton, guys like that um, as, as, as kind of options. And I know we've spoke extensively about Mike Kafka as well. Um, but, you um, Sorry, my son just come into the room there, and uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of different ways you can go with this, but I think whatever you do, you've got to ensure that whoever you bring in is going to be compatible with um, with fields, um, and we're not we're no longer trying to do this kind of fit in square pegs and round holes thing on the offense. We 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 strings. And um, and we and we try and get the best out of them. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of names thrown about. I'm not overly um, like amused by Kevin Patullo, um, and, I, and I know that's just a name that's been been thrown out there. But obviously, rap sheet put it out there, so you're going to look at it and go, "Oh well, you know, if he's put out there, there must be something behind it." But maybe it's just a name that's been thrown about in terms of an interview. Um, but they should be looking to bring in, as I say, he should know who he wants. But at the same time, you should do due diligence and interview, you know, two or three different people and, and and going reach out and say, listen, what would your plan be here? But as I say, this is going to be a really attractive spot to London and he's not going to be short of suitors, regardless of the fact that this guy is a first time head coach. Um, You know, people will want to work with him and they'll want to work in this environment as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's. It's definitely an interesting when one. We, when we talk with the offensive coaches and what you kind of said there, there's going to be guys that will be looking at jobs now to see what can propel them to getting a head coaching interview next year as well. And it, like I said, if you can do well with the Bears, which typically have struggled on offense, you will get a look in. And look, I know that's not what Bears fans want to hear that you could end up losing an offensive coordinator. But look, you need to get a rock star head coach or offensive coordinator to develop your quarterback. I don't give a shit if you get a guy that comes in, they have loads of success, and he ends up going. You just bring in the next guy afterwards. And look, it's interesting, Curtis mentions here. I haven't, I haven't, obviously, because we've been on the show, we haven't got to see too many of the reports that have been going out. But one saying that apparently he'll look at the Shanahan tree for offensive coordinator, I guess, you kind of look at it then McDaniel and guys like that, so. It, um, oh, sorry. Do you want to mute it? Yeah, there we go. Um, but like, there is there is different ways to do this. The one th- the one tweet that I think really I en- I enjoyed over the last couple of minutes was from Charles Tillman, where he basically said, uh, "Please eight o- or eight pound six ounce baby Jesus get the right offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears." So that was uh, that's really good. So like, it is it is one of those that. I I hope that they get the right guy. The one thing is I don't think that they need to rush this either because like we said, there's not there hasn't been many coaches that have been hired. I know there's the two today and yeah. there's a possibility that like Miami might start to do it or the Jaguars could start trying to bring in a guy. I know that they were interested in Fangio, but also were interested in um Byron left which and now he's gotten (laughs) he's gotten a chance over in New Orleans which seemed like it was kind of the obvious Dennis Allen one so it's there's going to be a lot of stuff going on here like there's going to be rumors galore for at least going into the weekend um because normally unless Iber knows exactly who he's bringing in we probably won't find out the coaches for a couple days
0: like This is this is the thing, but <laughs> this is never ending. We've, we had yeah. it building up to the GM, and now we've got the GM, and then we had it building up to the head coach, and we now we've got the head coach. Nope. The next thing is the offensive coordinator. It's a never-ending round of uh questioning and rumors and speculation. So strap in for the next week or however many days it takes for us to get the the coordinators in. It's going to be interesting, but I'm really I'm really excited about the potential. Of the names that are kind of flying about at the minute, not just in terms of offensive coordinators, but, but on, the, on the defense as well. If you have got Rod Marinelli or Vic like Fangio or even Lovey Smith, I mean yeah. that, that's a situation that you could be completely comfortable in. Um, so it's 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 looking it's looking decent, but you know the next few days will, will certainly reveal more. I'll be interested to hear. Um, the GM and the head coach speak for the first time as well. Obviously, if you can ask them some more questions at that point, then they'll maybe be able to, to provide something that will give you a bit more of an insight into what, what they may be looking for.
1: Yeah, the one thing that I hope that does happen is that that interview happens after an offensive coordinator is brought in because the problem is if the interview or if the press conference happens beforehand, they won't be able to answer many things about the offense, which yeah. I think a lot of the questions will gear towards. So I do hope that they wait a little bit before doing that and they can finalize maybe an offensive coordinator or someone like that. Um, I've just kind of, to read through, um, just been going through a couple of tweets here because obviously I've seen where the report came from. It was Albert Breer that mentioned that um, there's a definite possibility that the Bears are going to be going into kind of that, um, the Shanahan tree. So that is definitely going to be an interesting one to kind of, I guess, monitor and see kind of who obviously there was when we were talking about, we were talking more in terms of Dan Quinn and being linked with kind of Mike McDaniel. So I wonder if that's still a possibility there, if they're interested in him again, if you just have an offensive coordinator and QB coach that can come in, that can improve Justin Fields. Like, that's, that's the main thing you're looking at here. Um, yeah. In terms of, look, we'll be going through a lot of this later on because if you guys don't know whoever's in, in the chat, both on YouTube and on Twitter, we do have a an episode of the podcast and um, this evening where we'll be joined by, well, myself and Corey will be joined by Jared Payton. Um, so we will break this down, get his opinion on all of this. Um, I'm sure that he has, he'll have a lot of opinions on it. I'd say he'll be talking to a lot of people as well today. So yeah. there's definitely going to be an... an an enthralling episode later on. Um just to kind of leave you guys with in terms of some stats in relation to his defense versus what we've seen from the Bears. So just in 2021, um the cover two percentage for the Bears was 8.7%, which is 19th in the league in the amount of times they did that. But the Colts they were in cover two 15.2% at the time, which is ninth overall. Um again mostly they're kind of zone concepts anyway. Um again when we talk about the 4-3 versus 3-4. So in 4-3, the Bears are only in 4-3, 3.2% of the time. So that's 20th in the league, while the Colts were in it 21.4%, so eight. So you will see a bit of a difference here. Um, but the one thing that I would say, and why people don't need to freak out too much, is that the Colts were in the nickel package 77% of the time. So like, yeah. even though we're saying that the base defense will be different, It's not, you're not going to see a huge difference in it. You're still going to see some very similar concepts that we saw over the last couple of seasons that made this Bears defense really, really good. But honestly, like in terms of defense, you get the talent, you get, you have the flexibility with the players, and you instill kind of the ideals that you have. Doesn't really matter. I don't care about scheme. I don't care if we do it four, three or three, four. I care about kind of the toughness of that defense, trying to take the ball away, being difficult to play against. And at the end of the day, getting some more players on offense that you can build around your quarterback. I think that's going to be one of the more important things that we look at over the next while. See the coaches that are going to be brought in, the players that are going to be brought in, because I highly doubt that Eberflus would have gotten this job if he didn't have a very good plan for the offense because I don't think Ryan Poles is an is an idiot. I think he knows exactly what he wanted from his first time head coach because yeah. he knows how important that decision is because the fact is he didn't have to use, he didn't have to make a big decision in selecting a quarterback because he has one. But now his main decision is about especially when you don't have a first round pick, you don't have that much pressure on you that first year you don't have that first-round pick, but the head coach is going to be his big kind of pressure point. It's going to be his big one. If Iberflus works out, he's going to get a lot of benefit of the doubt. If he doesn't, then there's going to be more critics going on him. So that's what's going to be interesting. Hopefully, we'll get to see and hear about more in terms of the offensive staff as the day goes on. Tony, do you want to say anything else about Iberflus or this idea of how we got to this point before we
0: kind of end the stream for today no i mean just uh you know if we're looking at the finalists there i think probably you know we were all in the dan quinn bandwagon to begin with um but i think probably realistically dan quinn's probably holding out for that head coaching job in dallas because i don't think uh he's um mccarthy's gonna last too long there um just just a hunch that I've got. And I think he's going to be an ideal replacement. And um, I even think that maybe he's been said, he's been told like, listen, we want you to stay here. We'll give you more money if you want to stay here. And he's he's taken that that chance and fair play to him. Like you can understand why you'd want to want to stick around in an organization where you know they've got maybe a better setup in terms of players and things like that at the moment, anyway. And you can kind of build on that moving forward. But you know, um Iberfluss is uh Probably the, the, the kind of, for me, it was probably the second best option out of the three candidates. Um, and I think, you know, we we, we can look at this as a, in a positive light. Let's try and be positive for a change bear fans. Let's not criticize literally everything that happens. Let's just let this play out. See who they're going to bring in for the offensive staff, the offensive coordinator position firstly, um, and kind of go from there. But what, what I think we'll say about Ewerflus is, we've already mentioned his tenacity um how upbeat he is he's intelligent organized disciplined but he's also flexible as well so don't worry too much about that 4-3 3-4 stuff um as you say the Colts played primarily um uh zone defense uh well basically since he's been there but you've seen last year that they uh or this season they've, they've used a lot more man um you know so he can change and adapt to his players to the situation to the opponent um, to try and make the team more successful. And I think that's hugely important. It's something that we've not really seen in the last four years in Chicago is tailoring what you do to the, to your strengths and, and finding ways to win. Um, so I think we're in a much better position than we were uh, three weeks ago. Um, I'd much rather have uh, this mat here than any other mat that we've had before. So um, I think it's a good, good sign-in and, uh, and hopefully we can we can kind of keep it going.
1: Yeah, it's weird, like, because I think going into this, we were, like, we weren't too sure on a lot of the candidates, and I'm, like, quietly confident that it's a good hire, but it's one of those where you're not going over the top in terms of this is brilliant, but also you shouldn't be going over the top and, like, this is terrible. I think we all have, like, family members or friends that, like go on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum like even once this happened like i've two like two family members that i'd be in that i'd be in a group chat with and they are like the opposite ends of the spectrum it's it's the funniest one guy would be like the bears moved quick this is this is good the other guy would be like this hire is shit this is crap (laughs) typical bears bullshit like (laughs) it, it, it it is funny how but that's the way the fan base is. It's Some people are more wanting to be on the positive side. I feel like it's just you give the coach the benefit of the doubt until yeah. he makes the mistake. If you see the Bears, if they're not well coached in 2022, dog on them all you like. The one thing that you can say is that Colts' defense was definitely well coached last season. Yeah. that's the, like Really, it was their defense – and the running game that kept them in all their games last year. And they fucked up at the end. They should have been a playoff team. And the one thing is, it may not be that inspiring hire, like I see Jason kind of putting it here. And I think this actually sums it up really, really well. It may not be an inspiring hire. doesn't mean it's a bad one, but it may be the one that the Bears actually need. Because sometimes you need to change the culture, which right now I feel the culture within that locker room was... There was no accountability, and that's what you need to set your standards for. You, Good players want to work hard, and that's the one thing I've always known. People always say, oh, players, coaches, all this sort of stuff. The best of the best want to be pushed, and they want to be pushed to their absolute limits. That's why you see the likes of Brady did so well with Bill Belichick, because he pushed them, and that's what you want to see from the coaches coming in, and that's what I hope to see from whoever the defensive coordinator is i want to see a tough nosed offensive line coach whether i don't think they're going to keep any of the current coaching staff like it, it's hard to know until we kind of get a sense of who's going to come in obviously the one thing that people are going to be looking at is offensive coordinator but also what i would suggest people do is to look at the rest of the coaching staff that comes in on offense because often It's not just to do with the offensive coordinator. It's your quarterback coaches, your offensive assistants. Like we've heard, there's all these kind of new passing game coordinators, running game coordinators. The offensive staff is not just the offensive coordinator anymore. We may bring in like a figurehead to do that job. But what I would say is look at all the other hires that end up coming in because that's actually the key as we go forward. Like I said, We wanted to come on today just to kind of give our kind of raw reactions to kind of what happened. We do have a podcast later on today, which is at 7 p.m. Central time where myself and Corey will be joined by Jared Payton. Um, We will continue to break this down. We'll talk about kind of the Walter Payton man of the year award as well, because again, that's an important thing that comes up every year. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs, but obviously we will break down both the Ryan polls hire for GM and also the hiring today. And we'll kind of, Maybe by then we might even have a better idea of who might be coming in on offense. So, guys, make sure you join us at 7 p.m. Central time today because there's going to be a lot to, to go through. We will get any of your questions that come in for Jared as well. Tony, it's it's great that we got to be able to talk about this be able to vent a little bit of, kind of what's going on at the moment. Yeah. It, look, it, it's been great. We have a couple of cool shows next week as well. One of um, the Bears linebackers, Joel E.A. Booneyway, will be joining us next Tuesday. Uh, And then we have a couple more shows kind of with you guys next week as well. So make sure that you do stick with us. Make sure you hit the subscribe button because, again, the more subscriptions that we get, the easier it is for us to kind of get you all the content that you want. Um, So all we can say is until next time, Bear Down.
0: Bear Down.